Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm recording this on Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. Welcome back to another audio commentary as I continue going through the newest season of Bungo Stray Dogs. Last week, we looked at Season 4, Episode 6 of Bungo Stray Dogs, Episode 43 overall. Today, we're doing audio commentary for Season 4, Episode 7, Episode 44 overall, titled Dogs Hunt Dogs. These audio commentaries are available after the newest Bungo Stray Dogs episode airs, that being on Wednesday for any patrons at the $5 tier at patreon.com slash and then these commentaries are made public and free starting the Tuesday after to watch on YouTube or listen via the podcast RSS link in the description. There is also a spoiler warning for all of Bungo Stray Dogs, and I do mean all of it, up to chapter 105.5 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga. Since we're just getting started, you can go ahead and pull up episode 44 on the Crunchyroll website, pause it at the beginning, then when I get to around the 13 minute, 10 second marker in the audio commentary, you can unpause and watch along with my audio commentary. Before we start the audio commentary, let's cover just a bit about what awaits us in today's episode. This episode is titled Dogs Hunt Dogs which happens to be the title of the arc from chapters 59 to 62 of the manga. That's four chapters. That's almost an entire volume of the manga, and, geez, buying more and more manga volumes eats into my budget. Nothing this season so far has adapted four chapters yet, so we are back to the question I have brought up previously how rushed do you think this episode and this entire season is going to get? I haven't watched the episode yet. I'm going into this episode with knowledge coming only from reading the manga and seeing the Kadokawa teaser trailer that was posted on YouTube on Monday, February 13th, 2023. I also saw one preview image of Kiyoka and Kenji meeting up in the forest and the thumbnail for this episode that I have pulled up on Crunchyroll shows the other agency members at that same meeting in the forest. I'll talk more about those images in a moment, but let's first talk about what we see in this new episode trailer. The new trailer focuses on the two factions who will be in combat in this episode. The armed detective agency, who have been framed for murder, and the hunting dogs who have been called in by the government to capture the agency for that murder. Now, there is a lot else we don't see in this trailer, and I'll get to that. I'll talk about that in a bit, including one faction in addition to the agency and the hunting dogs that aren't in this trailer, but let's first cover what else we see in this trailer. We see the agency members' regrets. We see that they remember that they themselves were the ones who killed Gogol and the governmental officials. They realize their memories have been altered. We see that Tanazaki looks terrified, but I really want to look at the reactions from Kenji and Yosano. Those two are worth paying attention to. This season, depending on how far the anime adapts the manga, 
We will see why Kenji is scared of hurting others and why Yosano is scared that she just killed again. What else do we see? We see the hunting dogs have split up with two of them having caught up with the agency who are escaping in a stolen car. We see the hunting dogs destroy that car. We see the fisheye lens on Kunikita, which... Yeah, let's talk about that. This stylistic choice by Studio Bones has upset fans for what is now the fourth year, but it just proves the point. Studio Bones did something that is now wedded to the anime version of Bungo and has made it iconic. It's now a trademark for this series that makes it unique from the manga and lets it stand out with fans. It's mimetic so it can spread online without being too silly to undermine the emotions in these scenes. But I also want to avoid causing more scopophobia with the preview images I've been using on these audio commentaries with Ogre staring at you, Gogol staring at you. So I've opted for a different image for the thumbnail for this episode, still featuring Kunikita in the image, but without doing the fisheye lens. I want to go back to what I said about this arc potentially adapting four chapters. Think about what is in those four chapters of the manga that doesn't show up in this trailer, but which we did see in the two trailers that Kadokawa put out for season four. We see Yosano releasing her healing ability. We see the arrival of the hunting dogs outside of that building where the agency was framed for murder. We see Rompo holding the knife over Taneda and filmed by a camera before he escapes the cops. We see Fukuzawa being arrested. And we see who that third faction is that appears in this episode in addition to the agency and the hunting dogs. It's the Port Mafia, led by Chuya, who arrives to rescue the agency from the hunting dogs. So we all know we get all of those scenes in this episode. But as I keep emphasizing, this episode likely will adapt four chapters. And I don't see how this episode can do so without rushing scenes or more likely deleting scenes. What happens in the manga? First, we see the agency escaping the military police. Meanwhile, Rompo escapes the cops and calls his teammates. As the agency escapes, Kunikita regrets having to fight the police, thinking he is betraying his own ideals. Second, we see the hunting dogs arrive and get debriefed by the military police before they split up. Third, hunting dog leader Fukuchi thinks about how he will have to capture his old best friend Fukuzawa. We see Fukuzawa's arrest, but we also see a flashback that shows Fukuzawa already called Mori at the Port Mafia before the cops showed up, and Fukuzawa offered a trade. The Mafia will save the agency, but the Mafia gets to conscript one of Fukuzawa's people, effectively stealing an agency member and forcing them into the Mafia. Fourth, we see the agency regroup and plan how they're going to escape. This may be where Kenji and Kyoka are seen together in that preview image, along with the thumbnail from Crunchyroll of the forest, but again, we'll get to all of that. 
In this scene in the manga, while Kunikida struggles with self-doubt, Kenji forces him to eat and gives some advice based on his own childhood. Realizing that Kenji is correct, Kunikida leads the remnants of the armed detective agency onto their next step. Fit, Kiyoka is sent off on her own to retrieve Atushi. Six, Kunikida goes about stealing a car. Seven, the hunting dogs catch up to Kunikida's group, destroying the car. Eight, the mafia arrives with a helicopter and rescues Kunikida's group, but not before revealing that Mori has been promised one of them as his new mafioso. Ninth, hunting dog member Tetsuo manages to reach Kunikida's group, stabbing Kenji through the chest. Kunikida leaps out of the helicopter and tackles Tetsuo, blowing the two of them up with a grenade. Thus, the Dogs Hunt Dogs arc comes to an end. This is nine story beats. I don't see this episode handling more than four. Let's work backwards. Which characters have a journey that serves as the spine to this narrative? It has to be in the agency. This isn't Atushi's story. That story comes later this season. Kiyoka is with him, so she's not the spine for this narrative. Tanazaki isn't really further developed in this arc. Maybe you would think Yasano would be the spine, but we aren't even getting to her story yet. This is the appetizer of her story. The main course is coming. No, the narrative spine to this story is centered around two characters, Kenji and Kunikida. Kenji is the one who gets injured. Kunikida is the one who has been debating with himself over his ideals. Kunikida is the one who sacrifices himself for Kenji. Kenji is the one who talks Kunikida down. So, the Kunikida stuff has to stay, but maybe you can skip the Kenji stuff. I hate to do that, but the long discussion we have about Kenji, over food, about eating, about Kenji's village... This all feels like it would be more work to have to animate, to design new characters for all the villagers from Kenji's home, and it is a slow scene that drags out the episode's length. So, if we cut just about everything else except anything that has to do with Kunikida and the antagonist, that being the hunting dogs, and if we keep what we see in the trailer, there are the narrative beats. I'm going to combine them because some of these I think will end up being shorter scenes, so bear with me, but this gives us the four narrative beats. First, Kunikida's group escapes the military police. Meanwhile, Rompo escapes the cops and calls his teammates. As the agency escapes, Kunikida regrets fighting the police, thinking he is betraying his ideals. Second, we see the hunting dogs arrive and get debriefed by the military police. Meanwhile, we see Fukuzawa's arrest, but we will also get a flashback later that shows Fukuzawa called Mori and offered a trade. Third, we see Kunikida steals a car, but the hunting dogs catch up to Kunikida's group, destroying the car. Finally, the mafia arrives, announces they are conscripting one of the agency members, Tetsuo stabs Kenji, Kunikida blows him up with a grenade, taking out both of them, end of episode. What do you think? Am I on the right track? I'm not 
sure myself, seeing as Kyoka and Kenji are in that preview image, and with what is in the Crunchyroll thumbnail image, that would be when the agency is planning their escape and Kenji is giving advice to Kunikita. Wouldn't these preview images mean that this scene where Kenji gives advice and talks about his hometown would be retained in this episode? I'm not convinced. I think we'll have Kunikita planning their escape, but that we're going to cut Kenji's dialogue, his monologue, his flashback. We'll keep the agency planning their next move, but we're not going to show what Kenji has to offer to this discussion. That's disappointing, but we're going to get more Kenji later in this season, so not the worst loss, but one I really hope they don't cut today, but that's what I'm predicting. But predictions are not foolproof. They're just one person coming up with ideas and thinking maybe this will happen without actually having evidence that it will happen. How accurate will my prediction be? Let's find out. We begin this live reaction audio commentary to the newest Boongo Stray Dogs episode, that being episode 44 overall, season 4, episode 7, Dogs Hunt Dogs. I have today's episode pulled up and paused. You can watch this episode on the Crunchyroll website, then pause the episode right before it starts. I will do a countdown, so after I finish saying 3, 2, 1, unpause... You can unpause the episode and watch along with my audio commentary. Everyone ready? Okay, starting the countdown. Three, two, one, unpause. Thus, I am certain the murderer was. We're getting a beep and a respiratory sound. That's when Rompo notices the camera exists, so... I almost thought that was going to be a hospital scene. It's not. It's the security camera. And we see Yosano's been hit by the sniper. I'm a little bothered that they needed to have Tanazaki be told to use his snow ability to hide them. That's in the manga as well. It's still a failure of animation to not just show Tanazaki knows to do that. Yeah, they're kind of rushing this a little bit that they don't show Kenji barricaded them, but again, that was like the manga as well. If this was more cinematic or a movie, maybe you would get that time to show off the animation, show Kenji at work barricading them. I would have done that. How Kenji be in the process of barricading them while everyone else is on the phone with Rompo so you keep the animation, the action going while the dialogue's going? Well, 
Rompo here offering information to explain what the book is and that the book couldn't have been created by an ability user because it's too powerful. And here's how we know that. The characters all remembered that they indeed did kill everyone. Something that was pointed out to me online with Tanazaki throwing down that trigger Keep in mind, he was the one holding the trigger during Atushi's exam, so yeah, kind of a dark reprise, I guess, of what Tanizaki has been through before. I didn't remember Rompo being cut off on the phone like that. I mean, the agency now thinks Rompo could be dead, and... Since we had the opening title sequence, and I will not stop complaining about how I think the ending title sequence choice has gone, I still think that that ending title sequence is going to come off completely wrong, just given how this episode ends. I didn't notice in the first image of this opening title sequence where we see the hunting dog, unit notice that that secret fifth member is the closest to Fukuchi. Kind of interesting given what's going to happen between Fukuchi and that fifth member, but then that second time that they showed the hunting dogs, now those two are the furthest apart. Ugh, Mori. I should have given... I didn't put a content warning for this audio commentary because we'll get there, but... Fukuzawa's going to make a choice in this episode that is just so dispiriting that he'd listen to Mori and surrender one of his own members. The only way this story is going to pull that off well is if Fukuzawa shows he can be as manipulative as Mori and he already had a plan for how to surrender one of the mafia to the mafia, one of the agency members. I really hope there's a trick up his sleeve. I do like the sunset lighting for this episode. That's something I didn't get to see in the manga because, I mean, manga's in black and white. It is a little uncomfortable, though, once the hunting dogs arrive because I can't make them out visually. We get exposition to explain their heart rates are going down, and that is important for a reason when we see it happen here. I'll just let Yosano explain it. Oh, but they're all dead, so Yosano can explain it. Once you know Yosano's connection to Mori, her behavior here probably is going to become a little more disturbing. And here she's giving the explanation. I did say they probably won't adapt the Kenji's Village scene because why would they want to create new character designs? But then we do have these new police officers gain their designs, so whoa, I know. 
I'm a little surprised Kunikida just has to see an object once and can duplicate it. His power is more broken than Momo's. I thought at that moment was when Kunikida lost his confidence because he had to take out that police officer before he left the room. Oh boy. Okay, so they are just... Oh wow, so they cut the scene of Kunikida's self-doubt? Why would you cut that? And of course we had to rush to get to the hunting dog's arrival, which... Are they all coming now the one missile or is each hunting dog getting their own missile and here's this snake devil Ugh, this jerk I wonder for those of you who didn't read the light novel and haven't seen the manga whether anything about Fukuchi has surprised you? Ugh. Fukuchi is like if you had Gentle Criminal from My Hero Academia without any of the charm. And we're getting that song... Okay, this song appeared in the trailer for the season and it had lyrics. I didn't realize this song was going to be the hunting dog theme song. I'm a little annoyed that this is what stops their hunts for the agency is the hunting dog's arrival. The hunting dogs don't deserve a song like this. Not these fascist twits. This feels more like Studio Bones leaning into Trigger. Between the bright flashes, the very... And Trigger and Ganex. Fukuchi's shaking, the fact that you had the very rubbery missile. It's a little hard for me to enjoy this. But it is an interesting perspective. This is to show how the hunting dogs are like the agency. I mean, you could compare this scene to when the agency first meets Atushi and the aftermath of Atushi's entrance exam, and I think you would get a lot of the same storyboarding, paneling choices, comedic beats... Something I'm not appreciating because my Japanese is not where I would like it to be. We have our little girl member of the team. And the fact that she is using very older person pronouns for herself while still being a little girl. That should tell Grat to you what her ability is. <laughs> People who read the manga know he's infiltrating another organization. I will have to go back to the manga to check if that line is in there, but the fact that 
Of course, Fukuchi wants tea. Of course, he is our gentle criminal without any of the class. But, and there's Fukuzawa getting off the phone with Mori. Um, but as I was saying, they're already letting you know that some group that we have already met has the fifth hunting dog. So either it's someone in the armed detective agency, the Port Mafia, the Guild, the Rats, the Decay of the Angel, um, maybe the government, and they gave the pronoun as he. Now, I would have to double check the Japanese, but the subtitles are really making it clear who that fifth member is. So if you're paying attention, you're going to figure it out. I didn't think about this. There are five agency members, five hunting dog members. I don't know why I didn't connect those numbers. We don't see Naomi anywhere for the rest of this arc. So, odd choice. Okay, so we are keeping Kenji's discussion about his village to Moabe Kunikida, I am so disappointed. They should have Kunikida sitting there thinking, okay, so they are keeping the village. And we get little baby Kenji, so we got that. I was wrong. I thought they wouldn't create the villagers. They kind of did. They don't give many of them faces except that one older man. This story, reaching Kunikida, would work better if we had seen Kunikida's guilt earlier. And also, Kunikida doesn't really look that bothered. Tanazaki is the one who needed this pep talk more than Kunikida here. And they cut the scene of Kenji force-feeding Kunikida. So we lose that comedy. I mean, this does explain why it's going to be Kunikida sacrificing his life for Kenji's life, but there's something missing here. Speaking of, I'll be curious if they do cut the Atushi scene. For those of you in the United States, when if they retain the line about where Kunikia says we don't want to risk a train derailment, you can imagine how awful that is today, February 15, 2023, with what is happening in Ohio. That is one of those story topics I have not covered enough in anything I've discussed online, so I hope those of you are doing better than I am talking about it. I wonder if the train derailment is a reference to the Stormbringer Chuya light novel. Everyone smiling also feels a little empty. They rushed this. The ripples are okay, but we then don't get the scene of them all walking together out on their own, getting ready to split up. The agency, that is. Kind of weird. You don't see the agency walking and splitting up, whereas we're going to see the agency here, sorry, the hunting dogs here splitting up. Once you know Fukuchi's deal and know all this is an act, 
getting any comedy out of this is really hard. Fukuchi is not a good man. And his story should be sympathetic. He is a shell-shocked veteran, but it's like the dude wants to be a fascist. I can't sit here and say, that's fine. Are we going to get the cart that? Yeah. So we skip the one scene where Kunikita refers to steal the first car because that car didn't have anti-theft insurance. This car does. So yeah, they trimmed a lot from this episode. I don't know. I wouldn't have kept this scene of these two hind dogs catching up. I mean, this is here to show Tetuo's mentality. I don't know. The hunting dogs are not my favorite group of characters. And maybe it's just me that this joke isn't working on me given colorblindness, so... I can't believe I'm saying this when I'm the one who has defended the comedy in this series. This comedy is what clashes with this episode and how things are going to wrap up. I'll have to go back to the manga. I can't believe they're keeping the Atsushi scene. I didn't think they'd fit this in. I thought they would keep it for next episode. I also cannot believe that with Atushi's strength, he couldn't get himself out of this earlier. We're just making the boy look incompetent. I do find it weird that Yosano is the one to be the one to suggest the Port Mafia. It Again, this is why I really hope Fukuzawa has an ace up his sleeve and figured out Yosano will know what to do. I mean, again, Yosano learned enough from Mori that I really hope she's not going to be conscripted into the Mafia. There are people who think it's going to be Tanazaki given his previous experience with the Black Lizards facing off against them and how useful his ability is and I get the storytelling potential that has for Tanazaki being separated from his sister but I don't like any of these. I really hope that story falls apart and the Mafia doesn't claim any agency member. If you think Tetro's ability that we're about to see is broken Wait until you see Fukuchi's. That silly sound effect and animation. This is the first episode that I will honestly say the comedy is not suited for the jokes. And if it was me, this Kyoka and Natsushi stuff will have been saved for the next episode. 
I do like the music that we have that started since Kenji tackled the hunting dog and now ending with Kyoka saving Atsushi. <sighs> Atsushi, how could you not get out of that on your own? I don't get it, man. Well, guess what happens? The way I feel about the hunting dogs here is how I feel when Full Metal Alchemist added Ling's Groove out of nowhere. And I know it's like, it wasn't out of nowhere, it was foreshadowed, and it's like, adding a bunch of new characters like this always feels like a we need to show how dire things are by making our main characters look all the more incompetent or over or overmatched or rather outmatched i just don't feel it here when you want us to continue to care about our characters and then get them characters that we're setting up as they're augmented, they're more powerful, you can't withstand them. Poor Kenji. It never feels like we get to a point of feeling like our characters can catch up. It feels like you're going to have to pull something out of nowhere to justify them winning. If you saw Ian Javier's posts at Monsters of New York about the 2003 Ninja Turtles it's like that you can believe the turtles eventually catch up to the foot but it feels cheap and speaking of feeling cheap this is Kunikita losing his book this moment should have been what we were building up to I'm really surprised they didn't make Kunikita more of the spine of this episode with Yosano placed back there. Yeah, and we're going to get that scene now. She's not an angel of death. She's the angel of death. That she's shocked about this. But we don't hear her say, how did you know that was the name they called me? That was the setup that she what she did in the military and that they had the information on her to know her dark backstory. And again, you're trying to break Kunikita more and more. This was supposed to be the breaking point after all the previous breaking points. And I don't think it works here when you're rushing it to just have Kunikita think, oh, okay, if I don't have to protect Yosano anymore, who cares? Well, I see I got this wrong, so we're ending with the Mafia coming in for the rescue. Which means... Or, actually, that depends. If they don't use the ending title sequence and run the credits over this, they could keep the rest of the scene. 
And no, they didn't. <sighs> okay, so this episode was so. I thought this episode would adapt the entire hunting dogs arc. It doesn't. That last little bit of Chuya coming in for the rescue and Kunikita sacrificing himself is being saved for next week. So yeah, I just got my predictions completely wrong for how they would set up this narrative arc. And it feels like they did that in order to keep the ending title sequence when the next, if they keep this ending title sequence next week after everything that's going to happen, I'm going to be dumbfounded. I want to like this ending title sequence, but more and more, I'm just saying, you're going to all be sitting there thinking what emotional whiplash to go from, oh, Kunikita's dead, but he's in the ending title sequence. Oh, the agency is separated and locked up, but they're still in the building. And I didn't even talk about this. I, they don't spell down this episode how Rompo is not dead when he was shot at before jumping out the window. Granted, he's Rompo. He could probably survive anything with enough time. He is the Batman of our universe. Next time, you a child of sin, I a child of sin. So that should be the chapter where we see... Dazai and Dostoevsky facing off in prison, which means I'm going to have to buy another volume of the manga because I'm going to guess we're leading into that next chapter that kicks off the volume that comes after that one. Thank you so much for listening to this audio commentary. What did you think of Season 4, Episode 7 of Bungo Stray Dogs? Do you think Kunikita has been well-developed across this series? Or do you think that he keeps bouncing between being unrealistically idealistic and overly emo? And how do you think this series has handled Kenji? He will get a ton of character development later on, but do you think this episode did him fair? Let me know in the comments section or email me, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this commentary, please consider contributing at coffee.com slash Derek S. McGrath or patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Thanks to contributors Alec Roach, Emily Lauer, and Alexis Duran. Next time, I'm going to guess we're adapting two manga chapters with the return of Fitzgerald and the Guild and catching up on what's going on with Atushi and Kyoka on the run and Dazai and Dostoevsky in prison. Next time, we watch episode 45, season 4, episode 8 of Bungo Stray Dogs. You can listen to that new audio commentary Wednesday at patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath, or on Tuesday on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day. Bye.